0: Conference of Champions rolls on, no truck stops here, we are the Pac-12, we are the best of the best. Welcome to No Truck Stops, the Pac-12 podcast, I'm Carlos, here with me is Avery. Hey. Greg. What's up? and matthewbertson what up oh matthewbertson where are you uh what where so are you holding sense. yourself up now what are you hiding from us for i am jeepless in the land of the Jeeps. Uh, we're in moab moab what the hell is moab
1: that's where all the really pretty red rock is that oh. if you like see utah advertisements yeah
2: like, arches, oh, like that arch arches, the arch yeah
1: the delicate oh. arch
0: oh i see wow how exotic uh good to see you expanding your horizons Good, good to see you expanding your horizons, Matthew Britson. Maybe one day you'll leave the state lines at some point. Um, <laughs> no confirmation that you've ever been. Actually, when's the last time, Matt, when's the last time you left Utah?
2: Um, oh, my gosh. It might be pre-COVID. No, that's Did not good. Did you true. not go to the Rose Bowl? Um, yeah, Rose Bowl.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like so what? long ago. <laughs> yeah literally 10 years ago all right uh as always follow us on twitter and instagram at no truck stops pod and feel free to email us at no truck stops podcast at gmail.com this is our basketball recapping the week in pac-12 hoops talking about who's up who's down and everything in between uh we're doing things a little bit differently because we finally we've finished the pac-12 regular season like we're done now um it's over we're fully locked into post-season mode We'll talk a little bit about the Pac-12 tournament, uh, the seating, who has who's advantaged in the seating, who uh, got screwed in the seating, all that good stuff. Uh, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of games really quick uh, in our in our re- regular season finale for Pac-12 basketball, um, and mostly I just want to talk about two games. Uh, one, uh, Oregon losing to Washington State, seventy-four to ninety-four. In Pullman, and then UCLA finally beating USC seventy five to sixty eight. Let's start with the Oregon Wazoo game really quick. What uh, (laughs) has Oregon has clearly just given up, uh, and uh, they eliminated themselves from tournament contention, pretty at large tournament contention last game uh, on Thursday when they lost to Washington but they fully they full-on gave up against washington state are you uh are either of you surprised that they just mailed it in with a they what they were playing for was a top four seed in the pac-12 tournament and a first round buyer greg are you surprised that they just mailed it in
3: no because oregon sucks i hate them (laughs) and uh wow Wow. them mailing it in and sucking these last two weeks was predictable uh they were not going to make it any easier on the rest of the conference and the worst thing they could do for the rest of the conference is losing twice and so that's what they did
0: yeah brutal it was it was a a, a horrific game from them i think offensively they were fine <laughs> it was but so man bad. they no resistance offensively to a bad washington state team this washington state team they kinda suck offensively. Uh they're they're actually genuinely bad and they scored ninety four against Washington State, fifty percent from the floor, forty seven percent from three. Uh Avery, what uh what did you think of this game and and uh you know, or Oregon Oregon really the end of Oregon season losing two games to the Washington schools to put themselves out of tournament contention.
1: Dana Altman listens to this podcast, and when he heard my theory or, like, my suggestion last week that Oregon should throw their last two games in order to get the fifth seed in the conference tournament so that they have more possible wins to make the the NCAA tournament, he said, that's a great idea. I'm going to do it. <laughs> no, it was,
3: He must I'm, not have listened to the second part where he decided, oh, wait, no, wait, that's, that's a bad terrible idea. terrible because <laughs> you
1: still have to play Arizona. Yeah. No, it's... I'm not shocked. Like this Oregon team has been wildly disappointing to the point where they were so disappointing. Then they went on to beat USC and UCLA and gave us hope and like a light. we're like, Oh, they could be the fourth tournament team from this conference and then went back to disappointing. So they were extra disappointing this season. And I'm not shocked at all. They've just been all over the place, super inconsistent, extremely frustrating in the most ways possible. And I was right, um about them. So I feel good about that at least.
0: Yeah. Oh, just a just an absolutely insanely disappointing way to end their season. Um yeah, and getting and getting punked by Washington. I, I, I get that Washington was at home, twelve Brown is good and like all this other stuff, but man, they they beat the shit out of them in Eugene. You you didn't think that they would lie down the way that they did. I mean they fought. They certainly fought, but there was just Will Richardson in that Washington game against Terrell Brown Jr. on Thursday before this Washington State game. I know we were kind of talking about the Saturday games, but that Washington game was noteworthy because Will Richardson just, like, disappeared again. Um, So, wildly disappointing stuff from Oregon. Uh, any other thoughts about Oregon-Washington State?
1: Two teams that I thought would make the NCAA tournament and turned out to have very disappointing seasons
0: yeah I mean at some point let's see how Washington State does in the tournament but it's look uh we won't have this discourse now but if Washington State flames out in the tournament say they lose to Cal we gotta have conversations about Cal Smith as a coach uh like I I get like people might think that's a little bit reactionary but I've got some thoughts about this but let's 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 hold that for to see how Washington State maybe Washington State has a deep run right they get a couple of wins and that salvages a little bit of their season. Uh, and then the other game on Saturday, really the only one that I think people were actually watching uh, that weren't fans of their own teams, UCLA beat USC finally in Poly Pavilion, 75-68. to 68. USC only led 66 seconds for this game. Uh, UCLA controlled it for the vast majority of it, but USC got it shockingly close uh, late against UCLA. Cut it down to two at one point, and it sort of felt like it was trending in the direction of, Oh, shit, another insane heartbreaker for UCLA against USC in the season finale. But USC pulled it off behind Jaime Hawkins getting 27 points off 10 for 16 shooting. Uh, he had a very good offensive game. He was matched up with Isaiah Mobley. A hell of a matchup to watch. Isaiah Mobley had 20 points, 7 for 12 shooting um, to go with 8 free throws. Uh, let's start with Avery on this one. Did you watch much of this game, and what, did you, what were your impressions of both of these teams? And do you feel good about one or the other more coming into the, uh, the the tournament.
1: To be honest, I fully expected UCLA to lose just because of the Mick Cronin versus Andy Enfield record. Um, congrats to Mick Cronin for finally beating (laughs) USC. But, uh, I, I, I said this a couple weeks ago, but I think USC is asleep at the wheel right now. I don't think they really care. And, that's I guess that's fine because they're a tournament lock, but it's really dangerous because they could get caught losing to a bad seed in the tournament. So I feel much better about UCLA. I think they look a lot better than they have in their worst games recently. I don't know. I, I The only thing I know about this conference is that Arizona is the best team. So <laughs> I, we'll see. We're probably gonna get a USC UCLA rematch, and honestly, I could see that going either way. So, who knows?
0: Greg, what about you? Did you watch much of this game? Do you have any thoughts about how, what UCLA USC looked like?
3: I don't watch it live, but I skimmed through, uh, like just fast forward through most of it the next morning. Uh, I was just very impressed with Jaime Hawkins, and you know, he's picked a great time to <laughs> to pick it back up if he's going to. Keep playing like this. I hope he's gonna keep playing like this, uh, through March because UCLA needs him to be that guy. If they're gonna make a real run, if they're gonna beat Arizona again, they need him to be great. Uh, but that's that's my main takeaway: is just Jaime Hawkins is awesome when he's on.
0: Yeah, and it was it was fun to watch him and Isaiah Mobley go at it because Isaiah Mobley is my pick for Pac-12 Player of the Year at this point, and maybe we should have picked. Sad t- time to pick those, but fortunately, not enough time. Uh and maybe we'll do a round of this right after we talk about the UCLA USC game actually. But uh Jaime Hawkes looked awesome against USC. Uh it, it was it was cool watching him and Isaiah Mobley go at it because both of them are actually very similar players, despite the fact that Isaiah Mobley kind of plays center and is about, you know, half a foot taller than Jaime Hawkes and kind of plays a very different kind of role. But they're both similar in that they're not they don't get up. They're not like super, super athletic. Uh, but they're kind of sneaky athletic. They don't get high off the floor. They don't get really ele- They don't really elevate. Uh, but they're both very big and use their strength very well and um, very crafty inside. Just kind of like have an array of pump fakes and moves that they can use to get their own shots down low. Both of them, if they need to, can step out and shoot. So it was cool to watch them guard each other for the vast majority of this game. And kind of cook each other. <laughs> now Jaime Hawkins got the better of that, I think. But, um but yeah, no, it was, it was a a good performance from Jaime Hawkins. A good performance from Jules Bernard, also another player who had a breakout game. Uh, he, he's he's just such a a wild card. We've talked about him. Greg and I have talked about Jules Bernard being this like up and down roller coaster player that you just don't know what you're gonna get. Um. But he he came out in this one and really helped UCLA. So UCLA finally gets a win over Andy Enfield. Uh, Matthew Bertson, did you watch any of this game at all?
2: You know it. I'm locked in, baby. <laughs> what
0: did you think of the? Uh, they they do the thing in basketball that they do in football, which is both of the teams wear their. Um, well, in football it's our home jerseys, and basketballs so they both wear their road jerseys, so that we can get that blue red look. What did, did you, uh, did you get to look at that? Do you have any thoughts about that and how that looked?
2: Yeah, they don't, they don't do it nearly enough in football, frankly. Um, we need to see a lot more of it. It was, it, it's good. I, the problem is it's just, I feel like basketball, the whites look so much better than the colored uniforms. Like in football, the colored uniforms, like those are your classics. Those are your, like, it, they're the ones that actually pop and are actually looking good. That's why you wear them at home. Um, I know that's not exactly the same all the way across the board in basketball but I am just more of a fan of white basketball uniforms so I wish that like UCLA were their whites or something
0: yeah not not uh not surprised the white guy prefers the whites over the over the I was thinking the same thing over the non-white uniforms but I I see where you're going with that no I mean you're you're right I I think like the whites you, you kind of have we have this like emotional attachment to the white uniforms at home because it's like we're at home and we wear white. That's the norm. Um, so it is a little weird, a little uh, a little jarring to see UCLA wear blue at home. Um, but I don't know. Uh, it was it was still a gorgeous game. Yeah, gorgeous matchup with Polly Polly's blue court. And then when these two teams played, you know what? Two weeks ago um, at at Galen, like that red court, like it just pops. It looks cool. Um, so, any other thoughts about UCLA USC?
2: I feel like both of these teams were trying to do like a run it back. And so halfway through the season, they both looked up and said, shit, our seating is too good.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So I feel like both of these teams have been trying to lose games for two months.
0: Yeah. It, well, you, UCLA has been better. Actually, us UCLA w- very shockingly finished their season. doesn't feel like it. Maybe just cause I'm sad all the time. Uh, they finished their season six and one, um, they they actually have not they've lost one game since February seventeenth. Well they played a ton of games. I mean, that's shocking that they played this many games, uh, in just two weeks, but they finished six and one. USC on the other hand also had a really great finish. They finished six and two to end their season, but but ended it with two straight losses, including we didn't get to talk about this, an absolutely embarrassing loss to Arizona last week. Like got fucking hammered. It was bad. It was terrible. Um anyway. Any other uh, thoughts about UCLA and USC and, you know, about these games before we talk about the Pac-12 tournament? All right. Well, let's move on to talk about the tournament. But before that, for the first time ever, we've got an ad read. We've never done an ad read on this podcast, partially because I think they're cringe. But we absolutely had to make an exception for home field if you've never heard of Home field, then you're not on college football or basketball Twitter because every time they announce apparel from a new school, Twitter goes nuts. Uh, absolutely nuts. Every single time they drop a new school, uh, I'm seeing people congratulate each other and celebrate. It's it's insane um, for good reason. For the past weeks, eight weeks, they've dropped new apparel from a new partner school every Saturday, and their last drop for now is UCLA. Uh, if you've never seen Home field stuff before, it's It's gorgeous. Apparently they partner with schools to dig through, I guess like their archives and history to find weird logos and mascots from their past. And buddy, they dug through the archives for their UCLA collection. They've got 13 I've counted here, really awesome pieces of apparel coming out and every single one is beautiful. Uh, They've got some logos I've never seen before. they got the old vintage 80s Joe Bruin, uh, the one where he's leaning on the L in UCLA. They got a Rose Bowl inspired shirt. But the one that is, that I'm looking most forward to, my favorite, they have a T-shirt of the center court logo at poly Pavilion. All of those pieces and ten others are dropping on Saturday, March twelfth. If you're a first-time customer of Homefield, um, you and you listen to this podcast, you can get fifteen percent off your first purchase at Homefield by using promo code NoTruckStops at checkout at HomefieldApparel.com. Again, that's no NoTruckStops, all one word at checkout for fifteen. 15- Fifteen percent off if you're not a UCLA fan. They've also got swag for USC, Utah, Colorado, Washington, and Cal fans. Again, everyone on Twitter vouches for this stuff, and it looks really cool. It looks cool as hell. Uh, if you don't believe me, just peruse Homefield's collection by going to homefieldapparel.com. And if you love them, add some stuff to your cart and use promo code NoTruckStops at checkout for fifteen percent off. All right, let's move on to talk about the Pac-12 tournament. So we finally have our bracket. Um, so the first four buys now after everything has been said and done, Arizona gets the over gets the one seed in the Pac-12 tournament. They'll get a buy uh, along with UCLA at number two, USC at number three, and Colorado at number four. Um, your bottom eight matchups, the eight versus nine game, Arizona State plays Stanford. This is all happening in Las Vegas. It starts the first round of the bottom eight. It starts uh, March 9th. Uh, Wednesday in Las Vegas so Arizona State and Stanford are going to play at 12 Pacific the winner of that goes on to play Arizona so good luck to whoever that is uh, Oregon the fifth seed in the Pac-12 tournament they play Oregon State on Wednesday the winner of that game will play Colorado Washington State plays Cal seven uh washington state is seeded seventh cal is seeded 10th they will go on to play ucla the number two seed on thursday the winner of that game and then washington utah get a rematch of their double overtime classic whatever that was uh <laughs> from <helped>. a, from <laughs> a couple weeks ago so washington utah wednesday that's the six versus the 11 seed the winner of that game will play usc so I have a few questions here. The first one I wanted to tackle, who has the easiest path to the championship game? You can go any way that you want. You can go with the bottom eight. If you really think someone there has a good shot, um, you can go the top four. Who do you think has the easiest path to the championship game? Greg, get us started on this one. Um. Well,
3: uh, out of top four teams, it's Arizona, I think. Without a doubt, because they don't have to play USC or US UCLA before the championship. Outside of them, I'm going to go with Arizona State because they only have to beat one good team to. on the way there. <laughs> they only need one good game, and they can make the final. And so I'm going with them. Although I don't think they're going to do it because Arizona is that <laughs>
1: good. Okay, I. Everybody loves to ask like who is most likely to do what Oregon State did in 2021, and did I you agree that
0: 2021. Never... that was last year 2021 you guys actually say i've never what okay wait sorry i don't i usually say yeah, 2021 so do I. I don't 2020 I didn't think 2021. about 2021 is this a normal excuse me <laughs> i can't get over this okay sorry 2021
1: who's <laughs> most likely to repeat it and i believe it's arizona state but you have to remember that last season arizona didn't participate in the postseason so it was a way easier path for any team to do that and this season arizona really feels like an unstoppable giant at this point in the year. I mean, throughout most of the season, they felt that way. And Arizona State has the ability to get hot and have contributions from a ton of different guys. And right now they're really hot, but they're not going to beat Arizona. And so I'm like infuriated that Wazoo managed to beat Oregon because Arizona State would be, I believe they'd be the seventh seed
0: yeah I think that's right yes I think they would have been the seventh
1: seed if Oregon won that game and then that would put them on the other side of the bracket and we might have actually been able to see them make it to the finals but right now it's like they beat Stanford which they're going to do I'd be fucking shocked if Stanford beat them and then they're just gonna lose to Arizona which is so frustrating So, so I I think the easiest path for any team is Arizona just because they're so much better than everyone else. They're going to beat everybody on their side of the bracket and then they'll probably run into UCLA, which will be a good game. But Yeah. I'm frustrated that Arizona State isn't on the other side of the bracket. Well, let's talk Fuck about you, it. Oregon.
0: Let's talk about Arizona State here. Greg, do you you don't do you think Arizona State has a chance at beating Oregon? Any chance? Uh, uh, Oregon. Sorry, Arizona. Yeah.
3: Uh, uh beating Arizona, yeah, they have a chance. Uh, Arizona lost a game they shouldn't have to Colorado.
1: That what that they was deep. Sleeping. That was deep, dark Pac-12 voodoo.
3: <laughs> oh, you don't think rivalry That's... in the Pac-12
1: tournament? Absolutely seed? not. Not with Arizona. Rival- like no, nope. you're
2: totally right. Mar- March always goes very normal. Mar- March is a very normal <laughs> month in this. Sport.
1: I feel like I feel like extremely strongly that Arizona is the only team in this conference that won't falter in some. Dumb conference bullshit.
3: They have a long and storied history of faltering in dumb bullshit yeah, ways, but they though.
1: don't have a dumb bullshit coach <laughs> this season.
3: That's fair. However, Arizona State does have a chance. And if they manage to beat Arizona... If they Arizona, be Arizona they will win the, the conference tournament. I yeah. Feel like, I agree. And it'll be awesome. They only need to win one game oh. to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, they have to get there, but, like...
2: What's, what's yeah. confusing to me is that, like... Avery, you're talking about if Arizona State was in the other side of the bracket, they would have to beat UCLA and USC and then Arizona. Like, I I don't understand how that path is yeah. easier than this. No, than, I said than that, the that it's in. easier
1: for them to get to the championship game.
2: Okay, fine. So, but winning. So, so your math is that beating both LA schools. I think that is beating UCLA and USC.
1: Watts. Yeah. I think it would right. be easier for Arizona State to beat UCLA and USC instead so of beating Arizona.
0: I that's a I mean it's a I, I that's a good that those are those are these are all good arguments. Here's here's why I think I'm going to talk a little bit about just the two teams Arizona State and Arizona. Okay, we're we're assuming that Arizona State beats Stanford. They should just because they've been so much better. They just beat Stanford. They just beat the shit out of Stanford. Stanford is absolute ass. Uh, so they should. Let's assume that they do. Um, Arizona State has plays a particular style of basketball that I think might be advantageous against Arizona because Arizona State uh, plays a very slow brand of basketball. They're one of the slowest teams in the Pac-12. Actually, they're technically one of the fastest, but they've had a much slower pace over the past, what, how long have they been on this streak now, like three weeks? They're playing at a much slower pace. They are, num- they are number three in the Pac-12 in defensive efficiency. They're the third best team defensively uh, in the Pac-12. They're really good at slowing things down. They've been much, much more active defensively. They're still not a great offensive team, but it really just takes like an uncharacteristically decent offensive performance if they're going to muck things up against Arizona. If you want to beat Arizona, the template has been muck shit up and play physical. Arizona State can do those things. They have the length and the physicality and the size to be able to muck muck things up a little bit for Arizona. They have enough talent for one of those guards or someone to get hot and jack up shots. I, I mean, look, I'm not saying that Arizona state will beat Arizona, but like Arizona state, like plays a style of basketball and has a philosophy that I think that I think gives them an advantage over Arizona that other teams normally wouldn't have. Because they don't play the way that Arizona State plays. Arizona State, if they're going to win, it's going to be the ugliest fucking thing you've ever seen, and that's kind of how you beat Arizona.
1: Okay, I'm so sure that Arizona will be Arizona State that now I'm starting to think I shouldn't believe. That. <laughs> that's there we, go. there we go.
0: Gaslit yourself.
3: Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> no, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I would if be- I had
0: to pick. If I had to pick, I'd say Arizona, but I don't think, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If I had to pick, I'm picking Arizona. I will, we will pick, um, it'll be Arizona. Um, but you know, I, I think honestly, Arizona, I would, I would feel the way that you do Avery against maybe any, actually any of the other bottom eight teams. Arizona state's the only one that I'm just, that I'm just, I'm, I'm pausing a little bit because of the way they've ended their season. So. Okay, so that's who you all agree that it's, uh, sounds like Arizona has the easiest path. Someone said, so Greg, you said Arizona State because they do only have to have one well, game. I
3: just said Arizona State out bottom of eight. the, uh,
0: out of the, the out of the
1: bottom eight, you know.
3: Eight, probably yeah. Arizona State.
0: I think that's, I think that's completely fair. I don't
1: There's part of me trying to convince me to say Washington, and I just, I can't, I can't believe that Terrell Brown Jr. will be able to beat UCLA and USC on his own again.
0: Yeah. Like yeah.
1: he hasn't done it this season. I don't think he'll be able to do it with both of those teams.
0: Well, let's talk about the inverse. Who do you think? Who do you think got hosed here? Who do you think has the toughest path? A- I was gonna say yeah. Washington. <laughs> yeah, they would have to go through both of the LA schools.
3: They'd have to play a game—the last time they played Utah, it was a disgusting, hard game. I think they'll beat Utah, but I could also see it being another disgusting, hard game, you know? And then they have to beat an L.A. school, then they have to beat another L.A. school, then they have to beat Arizona. Should we be counting
1: out Colorado's path here?
0: You think it's—because you think it's hard?
1: No, because it's easy.
0: I don't know. I do feel
1: like the only reason they beat Arizona was because of the curse that's going on, (laughs) but also, like— They've been able to
3: do it once this season. Yeah, they've beaten everybody on their side of the bracket before. That's true.
0: I would say Colorado was my choice here because they have to play, they're gonna have to play Oregon. Oregon State dead in the water if they if they beat if they beat oregon i will fucking lose my mind i like i would would lose it i would lose it if oregon
3: state
1: beats oregon i'll buy another oregon state shirt yeah
0: really it's like that um but assuming that oregon has a pulse which is really all it takes to beat oregon state assuming they just have a pulse (laughs) collectively uh colorado will have to play oregon and uh, look Oregon kind of stinks, but like if they have enough confidence after beating the shit out of Oregon State, I don't know. Maybe that wakes them up a little bit and says, no, this is our last chance. This is our last gasp. We really got to do this. Um, and that puts Colorado into a spot. If they manage to, that that game against Oregon, at the very least, I think will be a dogfight. Uh, and then they'll have to play Arizona, which typically they don't match up well with. I get that they've already played them once, but now it's neutral court. We don't get any of the home court advantage stuff. Um, and if they manage to somehow get past that, they've got to take down one of the LA schools most likely. Um, so they're, they're probably my pick. Washington state is a close one for me. Now I think Cal is a little competitive and likes to muck things up. Um, but their draw is almost worse than Washington's cause they got to play UCLA next. Like that's their, and I think we all agree that UCLA, I think there's the a serious
1: team. chance of Utah beating Washington. Though. I
0: agree. I agree.
1: I think there's a higher chance of Utah beating Washington than Cal beating Washington State.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I fully agree. Um,
1: So Washington, (laughs) that sucks so bad. Yeah, to
0: have that season that Terrell Brown Jr. has had, and to (laughs) possibly lose to be on that team, God. uh, And you know Utah's competitive. I was looking this up the other day. Second unluckiest team in the country per Ken Palm. Utah is. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, second unlucky the, oh. number two in all of the entire country um, in that in that luck percentage, and they do they lose a lot of close games. Uh, so you know yeah. maybe that's enough. Well, ever to turn since them
1: around. Brandon Carlson came back, like all of their losses have been close, Commendable. for the most part. Oh. yeah.
0: Okay, all right, that makes sense. Um, any other what what matchups are you most excited about? You know, and looking at this potential matchups, ones that you're watching. Uh, Avery, is there one that you're kind of keeping on your mind? Maybe that's either going to happen on Wednesday or maybe on Thursday or maybe even one on Friday that you're like, oh, I'm looking for if both all those teams can make it looking forward to it.
1: Okay, I'll say the most exciting game on Wednesday is Utah, Washington. Yes. On Mm -hmm. Thursday, it's going to be ASU, Arizona. Yes. And then Mm -hmm. Friday, it's going to be UCLA, USC.
0: Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I think that's my guess. You say LA Washington State might be interesting, depending on what Washington State looks like. I don't know. I think the first half will be interesting. Yeah. I think Colorado and Oregon
3: playing for the right to get smacked (laughs) by Arizona is going to be a fun game.
1: (laughs) Unless Oregon State beats
3: Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point point. God, and
0: then watching Colorado beat the shit out of Oregon yeah. State will be fun <laughs> <sighs> uh, crazy stuff uh, Matthew Hubertson, are you going to watch any of this uh, are you excited for the Pac-12 tournament or are you just gearing up for the uh, for March Madness the actual big dance
2: so I don't have anything to do until Friday when Drive to Survive drops so I will be all in on the Thursday ah. game
0: <laughs> um <laughs>
2: And then we get we get pract- uh, F one practice, so that's what you were asking, right,
0: <laughs> Matt? You're really coping with no uh, no pitchers and catchers report or whatever
2: it's I'm called. T- well, I mean, I'm not having a terrible time because Formula One is awesome. But yes, otherwise, I'm having a terrible time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, that pic of Tommy Lloyd being the uh, being the sole architect for. Uh, Gonzaga basketball oh. looking very good genius if they if they go farther than Gonzaga we're pulling that clip and we're playing Oh it. my we're gosh. pulling that clip and we're playing yeah, we uh, if they manage to go farther than Gonzaga does would lose our minds absolutely lose our minds I need it care. so bad <laughs> it'd be really cool if Arizona <laughs> maybe dropped, uh, dropped a seed there and went into Gonzaga's bracket and have to get wouldn't there to get, get into the final four wouldn't mind it
3: or maybe beat uh, serial choker Mark Few in the final four. Yeah. No national championships. Yeah, what a...
0: I feel like if you're getting there that often, you got to get one. Maybe this is the year. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, no. don't yeah, don't no, talk about that. truck stops. Um, Greg, yeah. are you? Is there a matchup that you're excited for? Uh, well, out of the ones that aren't like, like out of the less
3: obvious ones, I think Colorado Oregon is going to be fun. Uh. Trell Brown Jr. versus USC might be fun, or it might be a sad bloodbath. I don't know. Uh, maybe UCLA, Washington State. Washington State is theoretically no, they're not. Never mind. What am I talking about?
0: <laughs> we gotta Washington State is just theoretical. Washington State basketball theoretical this year, I think. Just exactly that's what they are. They are <laughs> yeah. theoretical. They do not exist. Only, only, only <laughs> in theory do they exist at this point. Yeah. And that explains why this season
3: happened the yeah. way it did.
0: Um, I'm just gonna go for the op. Really excited for Arizona yes. UCLA type yeah. part two. If we get yeah. that game, I think that's the one everyone will be. <laughs> mm, or I guess yeah. Part if, three. if everyone gets uh, if if everyone gets their way, we're getting Arizona UCLA part three, and that on a neutral court, that'll be fun. Ah. That'll be fun. It'll be great. I hope they get there. Um, tournament championship game is saturday at six pacific it'll be a nice uh, a very nice way to end our uh end our pac-12 slate um mm-hmm. okay so uh all right any other thoughts about the pac-12 tournament and what that's going to look like and going to throw, throw a
2: few hypotheticals out okay uh how what's the reaction going to be like when uh ucla drops uh to washington state
0: I am fully expecting it, honestly. They have not. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't really know how much... Washington State's matched they up have, badly they against have, UCLA, you're right, though. They have. I think matchup-wise, it shouldn't happen. Well, I, I, I'm questioning. This is only the second uh, conference tournament that UCLA has taken part of in the uh, Mick Cronin era. I wonder whether Mick Cronin gives a shit about the Pac-12 tournament. <laughs> I wonder if that man cares at all. I think he is... It sounds to me that his entire philosophy is all of this shit doesn't matter. The thing that matters is how far you go in the NCAA tournament, and he has put all of his eggs in that basket.
1: Well, if they lose to Washington State, what seed are they going to get?
0: They'll probably get a four seed. I think they're stuck there anyway. Joe Linardi says Joe oh, Linardi says I, that I, they're stuck at four.
1: Seed?
3: Oh, I thought they were capable of dropping to No,
0: Joe, Joe Linardi says whether they win or lose, they're probably at a four seed. He says... Right now, Joe Lennardi does uh, that. UCLA is like a high four seed, fringe three seed is how he'd seed them.
3: Mm. Yeah. So if they if they go far in the turn, if they beat Arizona, they could totally move up to a three. That's
0: that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, depending on how the rest of the country goes, wouldn't it be insane to see them as a two seed yeah. in that scenario. Um, if they just get to the championship game, I think they'd probably lock themselves in a three seed. That's what it sounds like.
3: Yeah. So I think it's totally worth caring.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll see uh, again. I don't know how much Mick Cronin was literally throwing games last season when UCLA was a bubble team. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try to get inside his brain. Um, all right. So let's, I'm going to do real quick. We'll do the net rankings and then we'll get out of here, uh, and do our quick dad's discourse before then. But, uh, now the fight, the, I think this is a final regular season net rankings. I'm sure we'll get some after the conference tournament into selection Sunday. Number two, Arizona. Number 11, UCLA. Number 34, USC. They dropped from 33 to 34. Um, Number 58, Washington State. Number 74, Oregon. Number 75, Colorado. Arizona State cracking the top 100. They're number 96. Stanford is number 108. Uh, Washington, number 119. Utah, 128. Cal, number 143. And Oregon State all the way down to number 252. Any... uh, surprises Are we still surprised that Oregon that Washington State is somehow still a bubble team per net
1: yeah if they if they beat UCLA and USC and then lose to Arizona they're they're in right <laughs> Like, I mean they... not
0: by wins and losses but it's weird if if the selection committee they'll like,
1: have enough Q1 wins right yeah
0: I don't no. know they they would have let me look at their so <laughs> could actually they be Oregon uh, uh, oh, yeah Oregon's but that's not, not a Q- quad one win yeah they are actually own six in quad one games well never
1: mind oh yeah not good
0: so if if the committee is just like yeah let's look at net rankings then uh you know then maybe but i'm gonna assume they are looking at the quad one wins and putting that into context and quad two wins and quad three wins oh and six against quad one wins so yeah they would immediately have two they would immediately have two if they ran through uh ucla and usc anyway uh okay any other surprises about the net rankings all right, Matthew Birdson, uh let us get into our dad's discourse.
2: Drop it for us, buddy. Daddy, no! Daddy, yes! No discourse, just a thank you letter to uh, our overlords, the uh, wonderful people at the Apple Company. Um, I don't know how people parented before tablets or iPads. Um, a secondary honorable mention to uh, Disney Plus. Otherwise, just uh, <laughs> not sure I wouldn't be a convicted felon. Oh, <laughs> uh, remember that
0: scare in like i guess avery and greg are too young to remember this but remember that scare in like the 90s that was like that was like oh televisions are parenting our kids now and that's dangerous do you, you matt, matt do you remember this
2: yeah i had to like literally set an egg timer every day for the amount of tv that i could watch really uh. oh yeah <laughs> wait Wow!
1: My mom, my mom kept a timer for TV.
3: Whoa! My mom did not keep a timer.
0: She just hid the remotes when she decided I'd watch. Too much. <laughs> I guess parents. I guess parents do like um, what do you call it? Uh, like screen time stuff. Screen yeah, time. for their kids. Yeah. I, weird stuff. Weird stuff that I don't understand. I think that's a very uniquely Gen Z thing. Um, yeah. I feel like uh, I, I feel like I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where I land. I, sometimes these things that are like. Oh, screen time and children and all this other stuff. Sometimes I feel like it's bullshit um, just to scare us, everyone, into being guilty and poor people into ge- being guilty. Um, not that Matt is poor, but <laughs> uh, scaring people into being guilty for their parenting practices. But I don't know.
2: I don't know. I just, I, I, whatever, as far as like what happens on a daily basis. And I definitely don't mean to sit here and say that like that's actually parenting my child. But the idea of a three hour drive. I have zero fear about that. Yeah, like that—that's it—is a blissful experience at this time. I hear nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and your kid's a talker too. Your oldest son is a—he's a talker, yeah, man. He's man is. Man is... <laughs> headphones on him Just... and I get quiet for three hours. It's incredible.
0: What what, what you got to do is uh, when the when people in Congress need a guy who filibusters. Uh, first of all, we should. Like dismantle Congress, but if hey, if we need a guy who filibusters, uh, send send uh, send Matt's son in there. He can he can go for hours. That one, I love it. It's so funny. Yeah, I hear we're in need of that. We'll talk about
3: sure. that until the end of time.
2: <laughs> Car- right. Carlos, well, thank you for Matt. another white male in office. That's wonderful. Um... <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! Carlos. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> Please
0: cancel me. That was terrible. All right, that'll do it for us. <laughs> that will do it for us. Uh, remember remember uh do we have anything to remember no <laughs> what am i talking about oh always uh, these up remember that there are no truck not stops yeah yeah i gotta do i was like uh, remember <laughs> oh, that we've okay. got something coming up but we don't have anything coming up anyway for avery at brave underscore grapes and greg at banana and matthewbertson at matt Nyber. i'm carlos at equity bruin thank you for listening and remember there are no truck stops here
2: not even one
1: So take it, make